Have you ever had any questions about the Bible that you just couldn't get a solid answer for? Perhaps someone gave you answers, but they were confusing or not biblical. You tuned in at the right time and place to find real answers from God's Word, the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. Be sure to turn your radio down when you call. Live from Guam, join us now for Straight from the Bible with Pastor Louis Moffness. Hello and good evening to each and every one of you. We're very glad that you have joined us today. This is Straight from the Bible. And we would like to not only welcome you to this uh, program, but we also would like to invite you to join us in prayer as we begin. Let's pray. Heavenly Lord, we thank you that the Word of God is before us, and we have questions. We have many questions to ask, and we want to get our answers straight from the Bible. And so we ask that your Holy Spirit attend our study, be with our listening friends, and I pray that when they call, they will be satisfied with the Word of God. Uh, we thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. My name is Pastor Louis Moffinus, and you're listening to Stray from the Bible. This is a Bible question and answer program, and with me today is a very familiar voice to you. Um, uh, this is Hannah Moffinus. Hello, Hannah. So glad to have you with me today. Hello. <laughs> and this, of course, you remember Hannah Moffinus. She used to have her own program uh, here on this, uh, on this very station not too long back. The name mm -hmm. of the program was Joy in the Journey. Joy in the Journey. That's yes. right. Where she and uh, well, you took over Nellie Joyce mm -hmm. uh, program, and uh, so she's here to help me answer questions. And so go ahead and call in uh, your questions, and I'm sure Hannah has the answer, and I will do the same, <laughs> and we'll we'll both look into the Word of God to find the answers to your questions. And so just, um, I'm used to saying Jessica. <laughs> that's your mom. Okay. <laughs> And, and yes, Hannah Moffness is my daughter. Some people didn't know that. Mm -hmm. But um, Hannah, could you please give uh, the phone numbers, the contact information in case uh, there are many people out there who would like to uh, contact us for to give us their questions. So could you give them that contact information? Right. You can call us if you're on Guam. The number is 472-1111. If you're living in the CNMI, the number is 323-1113. You could also um, email us your Bible questions at bible at joyfmradio.net. You can also um, message on Facebook, joyfm radio, um, Facebook slash joyfm radio. Now, you can go to the live stream there, and you'll mm -hmm. see exactly what we look like on the video stream. And in the comment section, that is where you put your question. We'll see it immediately. And uh, so I would like to uh, say that if you're listening to this program at any other time besides Monday from 5 to 6, then you're listening to a rebroadcast. We're not, in other words, we're not live. Uh, you may still contact the station, though. You can still call or email, but your, your live answer will be coming, of course, the following live program that next Monday. And so go ahead and get our phones ringing. Our lines are open. Our operators are standing by. And we are waiting your call. And as we're waiting, I believe we do have some questions already waiting for us, Hannah. And so what questions do we have? Yes. The first question is, will this planet be the new Earth after Jesus' second coming? Will this planet be mm -hmm. 
the the second i'm sorry the, what was the it? new earth the new earth okay. after jesus, after second, jesus coming. second coming or are we just gonna stay in heaven that's a good question mm-hmm. or is god gonna use another planet right you know, is he gonna like, put it pl- yeah create a whole new planet create a whole new planet or put us all on jupiter <laughs> okay that's a good question now we we find the answer and i think hannah the both of us can uh turn in our bibles to second peter and we're going to take a look at chapter three and first of all, we're going to read verse um, 11 and 12, 11 and 12. And this will tell us what's going to happen to this earth. OK. All right. Second Peter verse uh, chapter three, verses 11 and 12. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God? because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Okay, so we see, Hannah, you can see right there that all of the elements that we see right now, the heavens and uh, the elements, of course, means the earth and everything that's in it. Yes. It's all going to be dissolved with fervent heat at mm-hmm. the, it tells us plainly there, at the coming of the day of God. So, yes, when Jesus Christ comes, everything is going to melt with fervent heat. In Revelation 20, it speaks about how the lake of fire is going to, well, pretty much uh, melt and burn mm-hmm. everything that we see here on earth. Yeah. If you can imagine the entire surface of the earth all engulfed in flames and everything is perishing, the the heavens or the sky uh, with the, the, the clouds that we see and the atmosphere, everything, all of that is going to also be completely consumed. Mm-hmm. I understand that um, a lot of the gases up there are flammable. Uh, there's a, you know, a lot of nitrogen and oxygen and hydrogen up there. And... Uh, there's a delicate balance in that atmosphere that if it's upset even a little bit, kaboom. Mm. And so when, G- when Jesus comes, uh, he is going to get rid of that depleted ozone layer. He's going to get rid of all the things that are up there. Um, and But after the heavens and the earth are passed away, and we see that in verse um, – if you see that in verse 10 – uh, why don't you read verse 10 for us? I had you start at 11, but read verse 10. Okay, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the heavens and the works that are in it will be burned up. Mm. So the earth is going to be burned up. And so what happens to this world after that, mm-hmm. well, verse 13 tells us. Yes. And so let's take a look at verse 13, and it will tell us what happens to uh, the world that is um, that is completely destroyed after the fire. When the fire goes out, what happens in verse 13? It says, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Okay, so it says a new heavens mm-hmm. and new earth. 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 And so this is the same heavens and the same earth that we read in verses 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, the heavens that passed away with a great noise, the earth that is burnt up. It says after that, there is a new heavens and a new earth. He doesn't say a new Jupiter, a new Pluto, mm-hmm. or even a new planet. Right. It's a new earth. earth. It's the same earth that is mentioned in 10, 11, and 12. He's not going to give us some place new. Um, that makes sense because, you know, it was here that God created man and woman. Mm-hmm. 
It was here that it was to be their eternal home. It was here where they were uh, they tempted they were tempted sin and fell into sin. It was here that Jesus Christ came to uh, take away the the sin problem. It's mm-hmm. here that He gave His life on the cross. It's here that He uh, put to rest all of Satan's accusations. It is here that the that God's people overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. Everything is done here and from beginning to end. And here will be our eternal home. And so the reason why it's here is because everything is done here. Right. It's uh, where God intended us to live in, but just without sin. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's where it all began. It's where God always intended. God's plan has not changed. Mm -hmm. And in, in the end, God's plan is finally fulfilled. Yes. And so we, we, we don't see, uh, no, there is no new planet waiting for us, uh, you know, I, I know there are a lot of people right now looking looking at other planets. I think they found a, a planet that's made completely out of diamond. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to live on a planet of diamond. Uh, you know, if I, you know, there's no comfortable place yeah. to sit Ouch. on a place like that. So, <laughs> so now God made Earth, this world, excuse me, this world mm-hmm. to be our eternal home. He knows that this is where happiness uh, we will be finally given to us in the end. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I like that question. I love talking about the new heaven and the new earth. Me and too. so, and by the way, if you're out there and you want to call in a question about heaven or about uh, the new the new paradise that God has planned for us, then why not call in your question? Why not uh, send in another? Uh, another question about that very topic, because like I said, I don't know, and I'm sure you do too, Hannah. We love talking about mm-hmm. the the reward God has for us. So go yes. ahead and call. Okay. All right. So looks like on Facebook, there are about, uh, there are a number of people who are watching. Uh, if you're on Facebook, why don't you go ahead and leave your question there? Leave a Bible question. Okay. And uh, so, Hannah, do we have another question? Yes. Uh, this other question, it says, why did Jesus go up the mountain to pray when he said that you can pray anywhere and you'll be heard? I remember when I was uh, up on uh, on Jumalung Munglo here on Guam. Uh, many people call it Mount Lam Lam, but <laughs> Mount Lam Lam's like the next one over. Uh, but the it's one the with one, all the crosses. It's the one with all the crosses, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody up there, I remember one person we, when we were up there, he goes, we should get really good reception here, <laughs> you know, with our phones. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, there's nothing blocking, you know, there's no big buildings, there's nothing. It's just you and the open atmosphere of Guam. And I love going up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, did Jesus go up there to get better reception for prayer? You know, did he say, well, you know, if I'm... If I'm in a house, God can't, my father can't hear me. I better go where I can get good reception. Uh, no, Jesus was not looking for better reception. Yes, Jesus knew that uh, wherever you pray, uh, you can, God can hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonah prayed in the belly of a whale way down in the bottom of the ocean. There was no problem with prayer reception there. And uh, so, no, uh, Jesus was not, did not go up on the mountain in order to... Uh, get God to hear him better. But Jesus did say that when you pray, uh, do it in private. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand is that the, th- the, the multitude was thronging him uh, where there were times where he couldn't even 
have a, a place, uh, couldn't have a, a restful place to eat or or even sit down. Sometimes, uh, people were pressing him so very very close, and his communion with his father um, was very important to him. And so he went to the mountain, the wilderness. He went there to be alone with his father, um, even uh, alone from his disciples. And so it's very, very, it's a, it's a, it was a very practical thing. Jesus uh, desired to be alone with his father, mm. um, and he spent the entire night sometimes yeah. in prayer. So it's so, just perspective. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm, yes. Right. It's not that uh, the father couldn't hear him anywhere else, mm-hmm. but it is the, it was the only place he could be alone with his father in prayer. Right. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. I thought we had a call, but it looks like it wasn't for us. And so, uh, that was a false alarm, but I don't want a false alarm. I want a real alarm. <laughs> I want somebody to call. I want to see the, the lights flashing here on. Yeah, that that's true. The lights flash when, when you, we get a call and whenever we see the lights flashing, I get excited. Do you get excited? Hans? <laughs> because we're going to meet a friend. We're going to meet a friend who's going to give us a Bible question. Go ahead and dial 472-1111 on Guam for uh, 323-1113. Go ahead and call us now. Okay. Now, I know that we do have other questions that have come to us uh, through a written form. And uh, what's our next question, Hannah? Okay, so this next question says, Hi, I was reading something online about God in the Old Testament when I came upon this comment. The comment read, uh, the comments I read went something like this. Fun fact, God kills way more people than Satan does in the Bible. Is this comment true? I am so glad that somebody asked, (laughs) is that true? Because when you read something on the Internet, Mm. you know, there's a sarcastic uh, comment that I see sometimes. Oh, if it's on the Internet, it must be true. (laughs) No, the Internet is um, saturated with a lot of things that are not true. And so we do have to be incredibly critical and and uh, so I'm glad that the, the, the caller is asking, is this true? Uh, it is not. <laughs> it is not true that God um, is the one who is, um, how can I say, well, killing people, you know, he's not a murderer. And so if we go to the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel 33 and reading verse 11, God says this very, very clearly. Okay, Ezekiel 33, verse 11. Okay, it says, Say to them, as I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn from your eyes, uh, sorry, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? Okay, so there we have that God with his own voice, and you can almost hear the trembling voice of God when he, when he is saying this, when mm. he is pleading with his people saying, why will ye die? Turn, turn. He says it twice. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. No pleasure, no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Now, um, I will I will say that, yes, there, there are times where God did himself uh, visit um, visit uh, judgment upon upon people. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one who brought the flood. He was the one who uh, sent the plagues on on Egypt. Um, but there are a lot of times where when people sinned and they died as a result, 
it wasn't that God was doing it. It's that people, by their rebellion, were separating themselves from God, mm-hmm. and so therefore God could not save or protect. Mm-hmm. Um, God, he respects our decision. That's what is brought out in this verse. You know, you need to do the turning. Right. Turn ye, turn ye, for why will you die? Yeah. God, uh, throughout the scriptures, has never, never wanted a single person dead. Mm-hmm. He is a God of life. He loves his people. And he loves the wicked. He's talking to the wicked. Here in this verse, he is talking to the wicked. And he is saying, please turn, please turn. So he he has always wanted their salvation. He points out just in this verse Mm. that it's their evil ways. It's evil. It's sin that causes them to die. He says, you know, yeah, why should you die for your evil ways? And he's telling to turn. Mm -hmm. In other words, he doesn't want him to die. It's just like simple common sense. What's the opposite of not wanting someone to die? It's wanting someone to live. He wants them to live. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so there was this one time where I was in Palau and um, there was a teacher who was murdered. Mm -hmm. There was a teacher that was murdered and the students asked me, did God, you know, was it God's will Mm. that that teacher die? I gave the wrong answer. I have to say, I gave the wrong answer. It was just like off the top of my head. I said, well, you know, everything that happens is God's will. So, yeah, God. And then, you know, it was like God, God said, Lewis, read the Bible. And I want to put I want to put the death of the death of God's people that, you know, the, the presence of death itself here in this world. I, I want to pl- place it squarely on the shoulders of Satan, the enemy who has brought sin, misery, woe, mm-hmm. and then finally death mm. into our world. And so that person who, that was a quote, fun fact, that's not a fun fact, it's not even a fact. Mm-hmm. God is not responsible for the death of so many of the wicked. Um, I would say Satan is the one who brought sin and death. And another thing that we need to point out, Hannah, in this verse it's telling us that if we die, it's our fault, not mm. God's. It's it's not God. It's not God's fault. Yeah. It, it says you need to turn. If we don't turn, then it is our responsibility, whether we live or die. Yes. So, nope, not a fun fact. Not even a fact. God, if uh, if we die, basically, sin is the one that kills us, and we choose sin. Mm-hmm. So let's let's heed the loving call of God and and turn. Let's all turn. And uh, so thank you very much for that question. Good question. I love it. Okay, now it looks like we have about 10 minutes left in our, uh, before we have to take a break. And so please go ahead and pick up your phone right now. And I see that there is a person who left a question on Facebook. His name is, I'm not going to say the whole name, just Michael. Okay, do you see that question there, Hannah? Um, and I'll let you read it. Is it this one? Uh, it's on the Facebook page, and I believe there it is. Now it looks like we have about. Oh, okay. Okay. Careful. All right. It says, "Any thoughts as to why Jephthah still felt compelled to sacrifice his daughter, even though it was not his intent when he made when the oath? Right. Sorry. When he first made the oath, he made." Okay, let me see if I can spell Jephthah <laughs> in my uh, in my Bible. I think it's uh, P-H-T-H-A. Okay, and I'm trying to find, that is in the book of Judges 11. Okay, so Judges 11 tells about the story of Jephthah. 
And here, we uh, many people may not be familiar with the story, but he made a promise to God, and he says that if anybody, if uh, if God, he says, God, if you uh, deliver the children of Ammon into my hands, this is starting at verse 30, and I'm going to go, I'm going to read it uh, so that everybody gets the story. The children of, uh, I'm sorry, the people of Ammon were fighting against Israel, and they asked Jephthah to lead them into battle to protect them. In verse 30, can you read verse 30 for us? Okay. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed deliver the people of Ammon into my hands, then it will be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the people of Ammon surely shall, uh, shall surely be the Lord's and will offer it up as a burnt offering. Okay. Thank you very much. And so many people uh, see here, what is it? Um, and, and by the way, as the story plays out, um, he says, so his vow was the very first thing that mm-hmm. comes out of my house, I'm going to offer it as a burnt offering. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he did come home after the victorious battle, God did give him victory. And the first thing that came out of his house was his own daughter, his own uh, virgin unmarried daughter. And so he wept and he says, why did you do this to me? Why did you know my own daughter? Now I'm going to lose my daughter. And therefore, and the, and the daughter was obedient. And she says, father, perform your, perform your vow. Mm-hmm. So many people ask the question, how is it that, um, how is it that God would expect, or why is it that Jephthah would carry out such a, um, such a, a, a terrible uh, consequence to his vow to, it sounds like he sacrificed his own daughter as a burnt offering. And so I, you know, I, when I, <laughs> when I read this at first, I thought, wow, that is very harsh. And I'm, you know, Hannah, you're my daughter. I'm glad I, I never had to, uh, <laughs> had to, had to come to that d- d- decision of offering you as a burnt offering. I'm glad um, too. Yeah, I know you're glad. Okay, now the the whole the whole uh, how can I say uh, thing here is there is a another possible translation of one of the words there, and so I'm going to I'm going to uh, uh, I'm going to offer a solution. Um, the solution is in the translation. In most Bibles that have a marginal reference, there is a number next to the word and, and after shall surely be the Lord's. The actual word should be or in the place of and. In other words, the word says, and I will offer it a burnt mm-hmm. sacrifice. The actual word is or. Mm. So then, so now it's not, um, it will be the Lord's and I will offer it as a burnt offering. He's saying it shall be the Lord's, oh. or I will offer it as a burnt offering. Mm. And so when you hear it that way, then it sounds like he could do either or of the things. Mm. And so when, uh, because usually, you know, when I come home, uh, Hannah, I know you love your dad very much, but you're not the first one that comes out to meet me when I, you know, there are some times where I do drive up to the house and you're outside and you you know, you open the gate for your dad. Um, but more often than not, it's it's Daisy, our dog, yeah. <laughs> who comes running to greet us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she's outside of the gate and comes yeah, running, running towards down our the character. Street. <laughs> yeah, running down the street towards our yeah. car. 
and I think that's what Jephthah thought would happen, that one of the sheep would come out and greet him. Mm. I mean, there were sheep in the house, too. <laughs> so, mm. And so, because yeah, I don't think he was wanting to sacrifice any humans. <laughs> no, of course not. He's that probably goes thinking against, an animal. That goes against every single, um, every single thing that God commanded right. uh, to kill uh, for sacrifice. He didn't even let Abraham go go through with it with Isaac. Mm-hmm. And so, it's the the problem is is in the English translation. the The word should be or. And so, when she came, when the daughter came out. He realized that, okay, he wasn't thinking, oh, I got to burn her on a sacrificial altar. He was thinking she is going to be the Lord's. Mm. In other words, she's not going to marry. That's why later on in the story, she bewails her virginity. In other words, she's not going to marry. Mm -hmm. And she and her friends, they mourn for a time that from here on, she's going to be a consecrated servant to the Lord. Kind of like, um, well... Kind of like when Samuel was uh, uh, now Samuel got married and stuff like that. But I think the understanding back then is when you're when you're a woman and you 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 give yourself completely to be the Lord's. You're not going to be serving a husband. You're not going to get married. You're going to be uh, serving God. And so she was very obedient. And she says, "Um, Father, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to to sacrifice my my uh, hopes and dreams of one day having a husband, and I'll serve God wow. uh, for the rest of my life. And Jephthah, you know, he's in doing this. He's like, oh, I'm not gonna have grandkids. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. I'm not gonna bounce them on my knee. And it seems like my line of of uh, legacy is gonna stop here. And so, no, I don't believe that Jephthah was going to, uh, in his mind, was going to sacrifice his daughter on a burnt offering. Um, I do. I do uh, like the original translation um, of, I'm sorry, the original Hebrew. It shouldn't, he was saying, whatever comes through the door of my house, I it will be the Lord's or I will offer it as a burnt offering. Mm-hmm. And so that gives Jephthah a way out, not to sacrifice his daughter. He was only going to sacrifice it, burn, burnt sacrifice, if it was an animal sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So I hope that helped, Michael. Okay. All right. Uh, so um, it looks like we have about three minutes left before we go into our uh, break. And um, if you called right now, then I'm sure that, uh, you know, we can take your question. And even if the break interrupts us, we'll be happy to just save the question to the next break. But Hannah, could you give those uh, contact information once more? Right. If you're on Guam, the number to call is 472 if you're in the Cenomite, the number to call is 323-1113. You could also email us, um, email bible at joyfmradio.net. And then, of course, we are on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash joyfmradio. We could also, there's our website as well, joyfmradio.net. It's a wonderful day, and it's a wonderful day to hear your Bible questions. And, um, you know, I always want to say that um, there are a lot of things in the Scriptures that are hard to understand. That story of Jephthah is one of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that uh, uh, when we read the Bible, we have a lot of questions and and puzzling uh, conundrums. And that's okay. That's what Bible study is for. And I do believe, we believe, here at Joy FM, Hannah believes, and I do. We both believe alike. Believe alike. <laughs> <laughs> we that, do think alike. <laughs> that the Word of God does 
provide light and clarity. And I am so very, very glad that the Word of God uh, does that for our questions. Amen. I'm taking another look at... Um, okay. Okay, I'm taking a look at all the at the uh, Facebook feed, and it looks like uh, Michael's question was the last question. If you would like to call us, then you, Hannah gave you the contact information. Go to our Facebook page, and there on the live stream, you'll see how Hannah and I, as father and daughter, look very similar. And <laughs> She's more beautiful than I am, but <laughs> but she and I uh, will see your questions there immediately when you go to Facebook. Okay, as you can hear from the music, we have reached our halfway point. Of course, that means we're not done. We are simply taking a break. We'll be right back after this. Here's Rob West with today's Money Wise Minute. A famous line from Shakespeare's play Julius Caesar is, Beware the Ides of March, which is another way of saying, Watch out for March 15th. In the play, Caesar is warned that he'd be in great danger on that day. Well, don't worry, you're not in the kind of danger Caesar was in, but the Ides of March is a good time to beware of an important deadline coming up. April 15th, one month from today tax filing day. Each year, millions of people wait until just before the deadline to start working on their taxes, and that often leads to costly errors as folks work too fast to be really careful. So beware the Ides of March and start working on your taxes while you still have plenty of time. And we can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you visit us online at moneywise.org, moneywise.org. Stories of evil. The worst grade school shooting in U.S. history, at least 27 dead. Stories of pain. Gunmen stormed the cinema, opening fire. We need rescue inside the auditorium, multiple victims. Stories of hope. We pulled together and found God in the middle of all that. We've been humble, but God's with the humble. He's with the broken in heart. Hope. Hebrews calls it the anchor of our soul. When our mind wants to drift to worst case, our soul can refer to the hope we have in God. No matter what the circumstances around us are like, the hope we find in God's Word assures us there are better days ahead. Oh God, you have come through in the life of Moses. You can come through now. And I refuse to run or panic. I trust you, oh God. Don't lose hope. Make that your story. Joy FM. Your kids need you. We get it. There's laundry, dishes, beds, and bathrooms that all scream for your attention. In those moments when you can breathe a little because the kids are in school, remember, we're here. Not just to keep you company, but encourage you to keep doing the excellent work of being the type of parent who loves Jesus and wants their children to love Him too. If you're listening, stick around, and maybe your day, your attitude, and your thinking can shift to something bigger, something better, and something more dependable than the frayed cords you're hanging on to. The financial gifts of families like yours make the commute to ballet, baseball, and birthday parties 
better for all. It could be you see the value in stepping in to help us when you can. We're in this together. Together, we're better. Moms, dads, you're doing great. And your kids need you. Joy FM, family-friendly radio. Welcome back to the second half of Straight from the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. You can email your questions anytime to bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit your questions online to joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us now for Straight from the Bible. And we have returned from our break. And we're very glad that you are still tuned in. And so go ahead and uh, enjoy the rest of the program all the way until 6 p.m. Do you have a Bible question? I know you do. And so go ahead and pick up your phones and dial 472-1111. So easy to remember. And in Saipan, it's just as easy. The number there is 323-1113. If you would like to email us, that's easy too. B-I-B-L-E at joyfmradio.net. Once more, that is Bible at joyfmradio.net. And of course, you can come to Facebook and you can see us there. Go to our page, facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. You'll find there our live stream video playing. And if you go there, you click on that link and you see our live stream, you can leave your questions in the comments section. We'll see it right away. And so go ahead and uh, contact us through any of these ways. But you know which one is my favorite? My favorite is when you call. So dial those numbers so that we can talk and you can ask your question and we'll have a wonderful discussion uh, to see what the Bible says about uh, the answer to your question. Okay, so uh, while we're waiting pe for people to call, and uh, I am going to ask Hannah to, uh, I think we have another question that is sent to us through written form. Mm -hmm. And so what question do we have? Yes, it says, is it true that long time ago God destroyed the world with water and fire? And is it true that nowadays when people die, God is calling? Okay. Is it true that long time ago God destroyed the world with water, water and, and fire? fire. Um, not by fire. Uh, he did flood the world in the days of Noah. And you find that beginning at uh, Genesis chapter 6, 7, and 8. Uh, there he did flood the earth with water. Mm -hmm. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, the fountains of the great deep were broken up and it filled the earth and the, the windows of heaven were open. And so the world was covered with water. All the tops of the mountains were covered and everybody and all the animals that were in it did die. Is that why our world is covered with most of, most mostly, of water mostly water today? I have. Well, the Bible does say that in the beginning, um, uh, the, everything was covered with water when God created mm. the world. And then he says, I believe it might have been on the second day, uh, let the dry land appear. Right. And so I believe that it probably, it may not have been as the way it is today. You know, um, the seas that were, and this is just me speculating, but the seas back then might have been nicer <laughs> and, uh, you know, 
not all the uh, uh, you know destructive. Uh, I, in other words, I think uh, I, I really think that the waters back then were. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Come on, Lewis, get your brain and in, into gear here. Um, it, it was more beautiful, calmer, uh, maybe. and it wasn't separating mm-hmm. people from people. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the Bible, in in the Book of Revelation, there's no more sea in when God makes the world again. Right. So it kind of gives me the thought that when He first made the seas in the beginning that uh, it wasn't separating land masses in mm-hmm. the way it was today. And right. most of the world today is water, whereas I think most of the world back then was probably land where people can live and have homes and food and the animals too. And you can travel anywhere without having to cross in a very, very intimidating ocean. Right. And so, no, he did not destroy it with fire back then, but that is going to happen when um, God is going to put an end to sin. We already read in the book of Second uh, Peter where God is going to destroy the heavens and the earth. And, you know, we can also say all of that ocean out there, mm-hmm. it is all going to be dissolved, all the elements. And, uh, you know, the four traditional elements, earth, air, sea, and land, all of that is going to be dissolved. Um, with the fire that uh, comes down from God out of heaven that you see in Revelation chapter 20. And so um, he he did that. He destroyed the, the earth with water before, and at the end he is going to destroy it with fire and then make a new heavens and a new earth. Mm-hmm. Now the second part to that question, that when God, uh, when someone dies nowadays. Yes. Is it true that nowadays when people die, God is calling? Mm. You've heard that, haven't you? You know, God, yeah, God, God, would, called him, God called him home. Yeah, God called him home. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so people say, oh, he didn't die. He just went home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, when we say calling, uh, in other words, did God want them to die and, and God is taking them to heaven? Well, we understand from the scriptures that when a person dies, uh, that they are not going anywhere. Uh, they're not going to heaven. Mm-hmm. They're not going to any burning hell either. And there's nothing in the scriptures that even mentions purgatory. Um, but uh, they are simply asleep. They mm-hmm. are sleeping, awaiting the awakening of either of two resurrections. Everyone wants to be part of the, um, the resurrection of immortality, eternal life. You find that in second. I'm sorry, First Thessalonians four sixteen and seventeen. Jesus said the same in John chapter five verse twenty nine. And so, um, when people die, they are simply sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, does God put people to rest so that uh, you know that so that they rest in the grave until? I, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that God um, he uh, he told some of the patriarchs and prophets of the Old Testament, you are going to rest with your fathers. You're going to rest with your fathers. So I'm not saying that he's calling them to heaven, but it's more like he is saying, um, it's time for you to rest until I shall awaken you again. Mm -hmm. So if we understand it correctly, then we can simply say, yes, God does at times put people to rest. He doesn't want them to die, but he does know that their salvation is safe. It's it's okay for them to rest because to, for them it's just a momentary sleep until right. until Jesus Christ comes and uh, awakens them. 
Um, there are many times where God didn't want them to, to die just yet. Uh, we already went through all of that where God says, no, I don't want you to die. Yeah. <laughs> and so he says, turn. Okay. Um, did we have a written uh, phone call? A written, uh, I'm sorry, not a written phone call. How do you write a phone call? Oh, okay. But somebody called and left a question with one of our, with our operator, our, right. our handsome app operator over there. <laughs> so. Okay. Someone wants to know, is there adoption in the Bible? I believe so. I believe that there is adoption in the scriptures. First of all, oh boy, you know what? Let me search that out because in a sense, we are all adopted into the family of God. And that's my favorite adoption. And uh, let me, it, it even talks about uh, the spirit and how we all receive the spirit of adoption. There it is in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 15. Romans chapter 8 and reading verse 15. Okay. And here is what the Bible says. Would you like to read that for us, Hannah? Sure. It says, For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Okay. Amen. So, yeah, it's wonderful, isn't it? In other yeah. words, when we come to God, God isn't going to give, uh, he's not going to make us slaves. We don't receive the spirit of bondage mm-hmm. and fear. You know, that's uh, a slave, typically speaking, uh, obeys out of fear, you know. Right. Um, fear of punishment, fear of death. And so that's what a servant or a slave, uh, that's the relationship. But God, or I'm sorry, yes, God through this is saying, no, you're going to receive the spirit of adoption. That's why when you come to me, you're not simply a servant or a slave. You are my child. Mm-hmm. You're my son. You're my daughter. That's why you can cry, Abba, Father. Hannah, what does Abba mean? Name means father, right? Daddy. Daddy, that's I, right. I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember you said that in one of your sermons. That's right, yeah. Um, of course, we say daddy. Uh, in some cultures, they say papa. Mm-hmm. In, in uh, what do you call it? In, in Tagalog, I think it's tatay. Tatay. And uh, I think in Korean, it's, in Korean, it's opa, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm guessing on a lot of these. But in Hebrew, it is abba. Abba. Mm-hmm. And that is the word for daddy. Not necessarily father, but daddy. In other words, it's a, it's a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. So when you are adopted, you can call God daddy. And it is not a, inappropriate for you to address your father in heaven that way. And I know that there are a lot of people, when they pray, they say father in heaven. And that's fine. No, nothing wrong with that. But I wonder you know, you know, when your heart gets to the point where you kneel uh, and you pray and you say daddy. Oh, my. Now, isn't that mm-hmm. different? It's more personal. More personal. Yes. You're totally in love with who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that is that is how we can talk about God. So it is the spirit of adoption. Why adoption? Aren't we all, aren't we all children of God? Well, yes, but not everybody has that relationship. Yeah. Some people still have the relationship of fear, like, oh, I better obey because God's going to X, Y, Z. Uh, that's not the spirit of adoption. Now, when we are adopted into the family of God, we have a new relationship with him. We look at him differently. And now we see him in a new light as our father. Um, Is there examples of people adopting people in the Bible? I believe so. There's um, Esther. Esther, now, she was... Um, she was raised by someone who is not her father, 
Um, Mordecai. Yeah, it was, uh, well, the Bible says cousin, but cousin is loosely translated in the Bible as any male relative, really. Mm. (laughs) So it's most likely an uncle. Um, So Mordecai, you know, we can say took Hadassah, Mm -hmm. and that was Esther's Hebrew name, took Hadassah under his wing. So, yes, you do see that there is an an adoption there. Um, Hannah, and and I named my daughter after her, and Hannah, she raised Samuel, but then let Samuel go and spend um, the rest of his youth and into adulthood raised under priest Eli. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, actually, uh, Eli died before (laughs) Samuel became became an adult, but nonetheless, he still raised him. He yeah. still raised him, yeah. and so you can say that that is something of an adoption as well. Mm-hmm. When a person takes on another parent, um, Athaliah killed all of the the uh, sons, uh, all of her grandsons, and so Joash was raised by uh, the the priest, the high priest, and his name escapes me right now. Um, oh boy. That's not good. Okay. I'm having a little senior moment here. But uh, he was raised by the high priests. So in a sense, without a mother and a father and without any cousins or brothers to take care of him, you can say that the priests did, in fact, raise young King Joash. And so, yes, there is adoption in the Bible. You know, a person who's thinking of adopting today... Um, you know that's a that's a wonderful thing. I also, Jessica, I mean, Hannah, we we both have um, relatives who have adopted. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we can say that it is a beautiful thing. Yes. it's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, you want children. Maybe you're not able to have children. Mm. It's a special mm. blessing. It sure is special blessing, and it shows that out of all the children in the world, you have chosen that child mm-hmm. to give them a. Uh, to give them a home, to give them love, to give them, um, you know, the right education of how to how to live life and how to, especially, we hope that you're going to teach them how to how to follow God. Mm-hmm. And so it's a it's a wonderful thing having children. Are, it's just great to have kids. It's just wonderful. I can't say anything better. Uh, I had three. <laughs> <laughs> One, a third of them is helping me today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you very much for that question. I think the name was Cello. So thank Cello. you, Cello. Thank you for, mm-hmm. I don't know, and in some in some spellings it's pronounced Cello, but I'm going to think it's Cello. Okay, so thank you very much for that question. Thanks for leaving it with our operator. All right, now how much time do we have left? We have less than 15 minutes in our program. Oh, now is the time to call right now. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. Go ahead and call our program today. 472-1111. Our operators are eagerly waiting for your phone call. 472-1111. Hannah, where, what should they dial if they're calling from Rhoda? Uh, Rhoda, Tinian, or Saipan, 323-1113. And if you're too shy to call, that's okay. You can email if you'd like. They're not shy. <laughs> they're just Sometimes driving. Sometimes I'm shy. They're just, they're just driving, that's all. <laughs> or driving. You can ask someone else to email it for you. Bible, B-I-B-L-E, at joyfmradio.net. Okay. And, of course, you can go to facebook.com. And there you can also watch the program. And so uh, go to facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio 
and there you can uh, see the live stream and you can leave your question there. Speaking of which, I think I should go to that program just to see if there is any um, questions that need attention. But it doesn't look like it. So why don't we go ahead and take a look at some of those written questions that have come in. Okay, the next one is, are we going to live forever in heaven or just die like a normal person? Well, we're all normal, really. <laughs> I like their definition of normal. <laughs> uh, I, I hope that. <laughs> I think uh, the person asking this is just is saying, um, you know, not a, they're acknowledging that yeah. not everybody's going to heaven. Right. That's a good question. You know what? We've addressed it before, but I think I should re- read it instead of just referencing it. If we can go to the book of First Thessalonians chapter 4, and we're going to read verse, should be 16 and 17. Okay, and yes, um, here we are. 16. Uh, maybe 15 to 17. Could you please read that for us, Hannah? Okay, First, Th- First Thessalonians 4, 15 to 17. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means proceed those who are asleep for the lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of god and the dead in christ will rise first then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the lord now this is where we are going to heaven Mm -hmm. now when we're going to heaven not when we die, but at our resurrection. Mm-hmm. And so until then, we are. it says right there that we um, are all asleep in verse 15. So we are asleep in death, mm-hmm. buried in the grave, uh, until Jesus shall come again. And when he does come again, it says he's coming with a shout, with the voice of the archangel. In other words, the voice of the commander of the angel is a very commanding shout, and with the trumpet of God. And so... With no secret entrance, Jesus is going to come and make his presence known. And then, like at Lazarus's tomb, he is going to call forth all of his sleeping saints. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then those of us who are those of us who have passed away will come forth, and according to first Corinthians fifteen, with new bodies, spiritual bodies, and with the glorified bodies, and we shall all they should, um, you know, after the resurrection, those who have died meet the Lord in the air. But they're not alone. Also, those of us who are alive. Mm-hmm. When Jesus Christ comes, there's going to be a faithful people who are alive and they will be changed just like, you know, without having to die or right. without having to be resurrected. Um, so they will be translated. And uh, quite frankly, I think that is going to be an amazing experience. Uh, to be standing there watching Jesus and beholding him with your own eyes, and then all of a sudden, woof, you know, you you have this, I'm using sound effects, forgive me. (laughs) Whoosh. Yeah, whoosh, and all of a sudden, all of the things that you felt from the, uh, all the defects of sin you had, whether it be age or or, uh, blindness. Or or lack of hair. All of that, you know. (laughs) Um, Maybe you were, maybe you were in a wheelchair, or maybe whatever it is you were suffering from, all the pains and aches and Mm -hmm. everything, the tiredness, the hunger, the weariness, it all just disappears as all of a sudden you have a glorified body. Mm -hmm. And... um, 
I if should that happen to me, I think even as I am le- uh, being caught up into the the heavens, I will be staring at my hands still, saying, "Wow, this is amazing," mm-hmm. and um, it's going to knock my socks off. Absolutely. So that is when we go to heaven. Now, do we spend? Do we go? And Jesus said in John chapter fourteen that I will come and receive you. Uh, so that where I am, there you may be also. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is taking us to heaven. According to the book of Revelation chapter 20, we're going to be there for a thousand years. Not forever. In other words, not throughout all eternity, but simply for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. During that thousand years, it says that we are going to be judging. We're going to be taking part in God's judgment, opening the books, getting more questions answered. All the questions that we couldn't get answered here are straight from the Bible. Um, uh, questions about who's here, who's not here, and you know, let's let's look into the into the records and find out why that is, you know. And so, all of those things are are happening during the thousand years. At the end of which, when we uh, at the end of the thousand years, when every question is answered, Jesus then returns with his people in the New Jerusalem here to this earth. Mm-hmm. And we've already said in the beginning of our program what happens then. Right. Um, fire descends from God out of heaven, dissolves everything. Everything is destroyed, and he makes a new heaven and a new earth. And this is going to be the eternal home of God's redeemed people. And I might, we might want to add, the Bible says that God himself will be with them. We need to go there. Mm-hmm. Revelation 21. When God makes the new heaven and the new earth, I am so glad that we're spending so much time talking about heaven and paradise here in this program today. It's a very fun topic. I love it. Okay, so Revelation chapter, should be chapter 21. Pages in my Bible refuse to separate. Or maybe it's just because I have big thumbs. I'm not sure. Okay, and if we take a look at chapter 21... And reading verse, no, it's not 21. Forgive me. It's chapter 22. Okay. And verse 3 and 4. Okay. Uh, Revelation 22, verses 3 and 4. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be on it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. So they will see his face. And mm-hmm. it says that in the city, in the city, God will be there. There's no more curse. The throne of God and the Lamb is in it. Mm-hmm. And so not only is it the eternal uh, home of the saved, it will be the eternal throne of God, this mm-hmm. earth. Right now, the throne of God is not here. It's in well, it's where it is now, in heaven. But God, he moves the capital of his kingdom, his throne, from there to here. Mm. Isn't that something? And so forever, God will be king over heaven and earth here on earth. Wow. Yes, that is so awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. Definitely something to look forward to. We look forward to that. To be living with God, to see him to see him face to face, to see your angels, to see all right. the angels, and to live in a world where there is no more sin. It is simply uh, God's uh, um, paradise. No more, no more death, no more sorrow, no more, mm-hmm. no more hospitals. 
Right. No more cemeteries. No more funerals. No more COVID. No more COVID. No more viruses. <laughs> no more war. No more any any of these things. Mm-hmm. It is all. It's all joy. It's all peace. Yes. It's all love. It's all righteousness, holiness. It's it is like a, a wonderful dream that we are never going to wake up from. Yes. And it's uh, only it's not a dream. It's reality. Mm-hmm. And every day is just better than the day before. Okay, I'm going to start preaching now. (laughs) (laughs) I do love talking about heaven because, you know, for the meantime, while we're here on earth, going through things that are caused by sin, Mm. it is very discouraging. And sometimes we get caught up in it and we forget that there's something to look forward to. So it's it's always a really good reminder that this is not it. One thing about running a race that keeps you going is the finish line. Mm -hmm. If you just continue looking at what's going to happen at the end, it encourages you to, well, to just tough it out. And not only tough it out, but God gives grace during the journey to help. And uh, encouragement is always ours, and heaven is encouraging. Paradise is encouraging. Hannah, it looks like we only have three minutes left. Three minutes left. I am not so sure if a person, you know what, I'm going to chance it. If you have a question... (laughs) That, that you just burningly have to call. Get it in right this second. I'm talking right now as I'm talking. Interrupt me. Interrupt me right now. Call in your question right now before we have to close. We only have three minutes. Go ahead and call right now. 472-1111. 472-1111. If you're driving, pull over first. But uh, 472-1111. If you're in Saipan, Tinian, Rhoda, then by all means, call 323-1113. And we're out of time. (laughs) I was optimistic. (laughs) Hannah, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. And thank you very much for those of you who have joined us today. You had wonderful questions, and we pray that the Word of God brought answers to you. And we would like to invite you to tune in again next Monday for another time of Straight from the Bible. This is Pastor Lewis. And Hannah Moffness. Saying good night. Good night. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Straight from the Bible. If you missed out on your question and would like to have it aired next time, you can also email us anytime to bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit them online at joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us again next time for another edition of Straight from the Bible. Until then, may God bless you as you study His Holy Word, the Bible.